Hey there, Ken folk. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here I'll be giving, then won't y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar? You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I'll be giving. So now that I'm done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right, now. How y'all doing there? So I'd like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with Uncle Maduro. Man, look at here. Now y'all know before we get started, all they tell y'all what I'm smoking on. Tonight, I'm smoking on a Master Blend number three box press. Man, let me tell you. Now these here are some good sticks here. Matter of fact, one of my cigar buddies, we went half on the box. Man, if y'all can ever go on CI or Holtz anywhere like that and find some of these Master Blends, they have some pretty good sales. If you can catch them, man, you got to buy them. You got to buy them and stock it. You mature up with some of these master blends number three. This is a good stick. I'm starting to like these, these uh, box press also. I like how they fits in my hand. Really, really good smoke. So when y'all get a chance, go to your local cigar spot first. See if they carry this master blend. Now, I ain't been in too many local cigar spots that carries the master blend. But I know you can go online. And sometimes, you know, you can go on like cigars for beads or something like that. And maybe you can bid on the box. So they used to have a good sale on them. But these master blends, you know, any type the box press number three or any type of these master blend, I'm finding them some pretty good sticks. I think he, I think he bought a box of 40, I want to say, at a pretty good price for like 70 some dollars. And, and, um, we went half on it, you know, when he gave me 20 of them and, you know, for like $40. And that's pretty good, you know, because that's something like almost $3, $4 a stick or something like that. So that's pretty good to stock a humidor with. Now, one thing I don't do is I don't just buy online, which I don't really buy online because I don't like shopping online. I usually go to my local spot, Roz, and get my cigars. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to smoke these cigars almost every day now. I'm really, really enjoying them. And so it's about, about time me to start, excuse me, like, excuse me, about time me to start stocking up my humidor. So that's why this is a pretty good thing. So, and, and, and that's another thing too. If you got any cigar buddies out there and y'all want to stock your humidor up and you don't want to buy a full box of them, you know, it's not a bad idea to go half. You know, a lot of my cigar buddies, you know, they find them sticks online and stuff, these boxes and they go half. That's a pretty good way to the stock of humidor up. But if you ever get a chance, check out these Master Blends number three. Or any Master Blend, if you can get a good deal online. Show is a pretty good stick. Now, I had another stick tonight that I was smoking at a cigar spot. It was something new. And uh, I can't think of the name of it now. And that cigar show was good. It had a lot of spice. had a lot of spice to it. I can't, I can't think of the name, but next time I have one, Maybe I do a little pie talk on it and, you know, and tell y'all what that stick is. I can't think of it. I think one of my cigar buddy, John, I guess this company, you know, they only released, they didn't release that many of them, like a thousand or something like that. And only especially cigars, cigar spots, you know, got, you know, two, well, they didn't come in boxes. These actually come in like a jar. I guess each cigar spot got like a jar, you know, especially cigar spot got, got you know, got a jar of them. And I think my cigar buddy John, he bought one jar and he left the other jar, you know, for, you know, for anybody else who just wanted to buy the singles. I guess he had an opportunity to buy both of them, but he did. He just bought one. 
But these were some pretty good sticks. I got to get the name of that stick that I had at the cigar spot earlier today. And, uh, man, I sure it was a bad day at the cigar spot, too. Man, you know, we playing that nine ball. Man, I lost, man. Usually, you know, usually when I go there, I have like my $10, right? You know, we, you know, we play a dollar game. Usually I have my ten dollar limit. Now last weekend I did pretty good. I I whooped them boys up pretty good, you know. But man, I tell you, I had a bad day, you know. Today, you know, but the cigar spot, I lost my ten dollars quick, you know, because I be doing a lot of side like that side betting, and I got biggity. Me and my man, my bus cigar buddy Paul, he was doing pretty good, you know. He doing pretty good. He had beat, you know, beat these beat this old one boy one game, then beat this old other boy two games. I felt kind of good, so I took three bets at one time, and that doggone Paul lost. Boy, that show broke my heart. That broke my heart. My money went fast, out the door. That doggone with a little cigar buddy, Dennis, he was on a hot streak tonight. That sucker was hitting them combos left and right, left and right, boy, but I tell you. But it was all in fun. We know we had really good fun up there. But I'll tell you about that match. Check that master blend out. Now, tonight here, I'm going to bring y'all this Charleston White again. Now, the last little episode that we talked about, talked about that Dr. CB and George Floyd. Now, I didn't say much about Dr. CB, you know, in my little analyzation. But Dr. CB was this holistic doctor that all these black folks run around following, just like they follow Farrakhan. You know, he, all this, he talk all this old stuff about, you know, he's supposed to be cured herpes. And all kind of old stuff, how black people are supposed to eat and all this sort of stuff. But he died, you know, he died early. <laughs> he died because he didn't take no medication because he was doing all the holistic stuff, you know, smoking marijuana and onion and, and, uh, and onion wrappers and all that old kind of crazy stuff. You know, black folks, black folks are easy to manipulate. You can tell black folks anything and they'll believe it's gospel. If they believe, if they hear from another black person who think they smart. Now, here's an old black man, that old Dr. CB. That old Dr. CB, he came from the jungle somewhere. I don't know, Jamaica or Hades or somewhere. He came with all this old jungle medicine. He, I don't know how many wives he had. You know, he was old. He was old bigamist. You know, I'm telling you, black folks show do be falling for these cons. Like they fall for them con preachers. They fall for the old cons. But I ain't say much about Dr. CB. But Dr. CB. He died because uh, he wouldn't take no medication because he was trying to uh, what they call self-medicate himself. And then these old black folks right there, they still trying to find, trying to follow Dr. CB's recommendation. Matter of fact, you can go online and his family got a website, Dr. CB website, where they sell some of his old conjuring. That's what I call it, conjuring. Sell that old conjuring stuff, but Dr. CB was something else. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Steve, black folks follow him. Don't like they follow Farrakhan. But look here, this old boy Charleston White here, man, let me tell you something. I got to bring y'all another little talk here on this boy. On this little talk here, he gets down hard on Farrakhan. Oh, he gets on Farrakhan and the Muslims. And he tell it like the T.I.E. is. And let me tell y'all something. Now, like I tell y'all again, this boy say a lot of profanity words. So if he impartial to a lot of profanity words, don't listen to this episode. Especially don't listen to it around kids. You know, it'd be put your big boy pants on or you or if you're a female, you know, put your big Bermuda drawers on. And man, listen to this boy, because I, I can say I agree with this boy. He said a lot of things that I wish I could articulate, but I got a job to go to. And today with this me too thing, somebody hear my little pod talking they correlated to me, I can lose my job just because I give my opinion on something. But I like this boy Charleston White because, you know, he actually say the things that I be thinking that I just can't say. So that's why I like this boy. And what he talking about this thing here with Farrakhan and the Muslims, he's right on 100% about them. 
Now look, now I'm gonna come back probably at, on the flip side and say a little something because he said some things, this, things that I never thought about. Never thought about, it, you know. And I probably thought about it, but I just didn't think about it too long. But Charleston really hits, he really hits the Muslims and Farrakhan really hard on this here. So look here, I'm gonna share my little trap here. I'm gonna kick back here with my Master Blade number three box press. Let y'all take a listen to this here. I'm gonna come back and talk to y'all on the flip side. All right? All right now. I see I got them Islam niggas mad now. Y'all see? I got them Islam niggas mad now. You Muslim niggas. Uh, nigga, we from the South. Uh, we don't give a damn about no prophet Mohammed. Nigga, they, you gonna die because you talking about the prophet. Well, if I'm gonna die for talking about the prophet, why white people ain't died for the way they done black people? Yeah, you niggas want me to be scared because I said, fuck Prophet Mohammed. Man, I don't give a damn about no nigga that can't read and write. And y'all want to lie and say he took a, a motherfucking uh, plug in from God. But the dumb motherfucker, well, who wrote it for him? Yeah, if he can't read and write and he had a revelation from God, who wrote the Bible? I mean the Quran for that motherfucker. Fuck the Prophet Mohammed. I come from a I come from a family. If a nigga named Mohammed show up, mama, grandmama didn't trust him. Granddaddy didn't trust him. Great grandmama, mother didn't trust no nigga named Mohammed. Nigga, we didn't want grandmama them like Cassius Clay. They didn't like Muhammad Ali. When that nigga changed his name to Muhammad Ali, they went loving Joe Lewis and Joe Frazier. Nigga, they ain't give a damn. Yeah, nigga, fuck you. You Muslim nigga. Nigga, we don't give a where I'm from. I ain't never heard Farrakhan's speech. Yeah, yeah, nigga, where I'm from, Farrakhan ain't no hell of a motherfucker, nigga. His heart too good. And where I'm from, uh, uh, where I'm from, we don't pay you Muslim niggas no attention. All you niggas had to go to prison, nigga, to be Muslim. Yeah, nigga, my mama ain't never been to prison. What the fuck, I'm gonna listen to a nigga, he went and found his God in jail. Nigga, that's only good for jailhouse, nigga. I don't want you niggas Muslim God and fuck the Muslim community. I don't give a fuck about no bow tie, bean pie, wine, eating ass nigga. We eat with sweet potato pie, nigga. Where I'm from, we don't eat no motherfucking bean pie. Nigga, I don't even know what, what, bean, what beans in the pie taste like. Nigga, we eat sweet potato pie, apple pie, peach cobbler. Nigga say I'm gonna die because I dis disrespected the prophet Mohammed. Nigga, please, I keep telling you, nigga. You niggas ain't no real motherfucking Muslim. You niggas won't blow up yourself. Yeah, blow up your motherfucking self, nigga. Yeah, Mohammed. Yeah, nigga talking about eating uh, Prophet Mohammed. Nigga, fuck a Prophet Mohammed. You niggas, dis you niggas disrespect my mama's Jesus, so fuck you nigga Prophet Mohammed. Yeah, you niggas disrespect my mama's Jesus, so fuck you Prophet Mohammed. Uh, nigga, fuck your Farrakhan. Uh, yeah, nigga, fuck your Elijah Mohammed. All them niggas her was good her. They her was nappy like granddaddy. This nigga granddaddy her was nappy and he had to pick a pick with it. Farrakhan her slick to the side. Nigga, we don't want to hear nothing from no nigga with no good motherfucking hair. That's the only reason we like Malcolm because Malcolm had that sandy, red, dirty, nappy nigga hair. That's what made him a hell of a nigga. Elijah Mohammed had an S-curl on his head, and he was a uh, pale skin, nigga. My grandmama wouldn't even let that nigga come in the house, say he smell like white folk. Don't let them white folk come in here. That's some white folk stink. Yeah, nigga, Elijah Mohammed stink, nigga. Yeah, so fuck all you niggas with the bow tie and the, and the suits that hang over your wrist, nigga. You ain't got the suits that fit you just right with the cufflinks on it. Yeah, you niggas ain't got the pretty suit like them niggas uh, 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 Tyson Belford and them were when they styling and profiling 
nigga, yeah. Fuck you, Muslim nigga. They don't fuck about you, bitch ass nigga. Uh, hollering about, uh, you gon' die. Cause I said something by Prophet Mohammed. But, but the white folks ain't gon' die. How they done, niggas? Yeah, y'all ain't said nothing to the white folks. You niggas always got something about what I got to say. Yeah, niggas don't like black people. No, I don't like black people. I love poor niggas. I love niggas, the ignorant niggas. Like our grandmama's name. I don't give a fuck about you East Coast black motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck about you niggas up North black. You niggas ain't tied to the South no more. So I don't give a fuck about you niggas. You niggas ain't got no struggle up there. Y'all ain't got no black businesses. I just left from up there. They ain't had no black town. They had a Chinatown. They had a little Italy. Yeah, you bitch, what the fuck I give a fuck about a bunch of broke motherfuckers for? All you black motherfuckers is broke. I don't give a fuck about no black broke motherfucker. Fuck you niggas. And you niggas ain't representing no nigger nation. We niggas. Man, fuck some Africans. I don't give a fuck about no motherfucking Africans. Yeah, my people didn't like Africans. You see how when Kunta Kente got to the plantation, they call him Geechee Man. Geek, stay away from the Geechee Man. We don't fuck with no motherfucking Africans. Fuck them motherfucking Africans. Them Africans ain't started now war to come back over here and rescue us from the white boy. They ain't built now motherfucking ship to come back over here and get us. So fuck Africa too, nigga. We on nigga saw. These niggas bled and died and shitted and pissed on this motherfucking saw. Nigga, they hung from trees. So we don't give a fuck about nothing that ain't never hung from a tree. Ain't no Africans ever hung from no tree over here. The first group of motherfucking people that came over here was Africans. After that, they instituted slavery, and we was born into slavery. Africans wasn't born into this shit, nigga. We was born into it, so fuck them Africans. Fuck the Jamaicans. We only fuck with the Haitians, motherfuckers. Nigga, the Haitians. We don't fuck with the Nigerians. We don't fuck with the Bahamas, motherfucker. We don't fuck with Botham John. Nigga, if your people wasn't born into slavery, fuck you. And to you niggas, family, all you free niggas, all you descendants of free niggas, meaning your family ran to New York City to go be free. Your family got into the motherfucking me, uh, uh, what's that bitch name? Uh, what's that bitch name that run the motherfucking Underground Railroad? Uh, yeah, that bitch Harriet Tubman. Just say, if your family, your daddy, and your granny and them got to get in Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad and got to freedom, fuck you too, nigga. You ain't came back down here and rescued no nigga out of freedom. So fuck all you free niggas. Yeah, yeah, nigga, fuck all you niggas up north that then we stuck down south, nigga, on the motherfucking plantation. You niggas ain't us. Y'all ain't as strong as us. You niggas don't even know how to play and con on white people, nigga. You niggas suck Italian's dick. You niggas eat out of Irish man stove. You niggas eat Philly cheese steaks from Pol Polish, Polak motherfuckers. Yeah, you niggas coexist. We ain't, we don't know nothing about them motherfuckers. All we know about that Pepperwood white boy and a funk ass Mexican. Nigga, and we do Mexicans bad down here. We take they women and put babies in them and take they dope and don't pay them back. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. Mexican can't bring no dope over here unless we are okay. It's all cap. Who you, how you think, how you think, who sold dope then? Who sold dope? The Mexicans didn't sell dope. You don't see now Mexicans catching no motherfucking possession with the intent. Mexicans check, catch the cartel charge. The niggas get the possession with the intent, nigga. Mexican can't sell no motherfucking dope. Dumbass Mexican. Yeah, nigga, maybe them pointy motherfucking boot. Little shout ass Mexican. Motherfucking Mexican can't sell no goddamn dope, nigga. Fuck wrong with you. I went and took over a whole Mexican family. 
fuck wrong with you. They wake up one day, I'm in my drawers, drinking out the motherfucking jug, and the grandmama walking there, I want to know what this nigga doing in here. They had never had a nigga come in their household, fucking on their Mexican motherfucking daughter. Nigga, I fuck you talking about. I went in the Mexican house and put babies in two. I put two babies in the goddamn Mexican, nigga. Yeah, and when they wake up, I'm in the kitchen, I whooped her brother. Yeah, I done jumped on her uncle. I done cussed out her mama. Yeah, whole goddamn family scared of me. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. Yeah, and I took the babies, nigga, yeah, and I took the goddamn babies, I got them right now, motherfucker, yeah, fuck wrong with you, Mexicans don't run a goddamn thing, goddamn, you don't gotta go to Mexico to run shit, now they go up there and run shit with y'all, when they bring the dope up there to y'all, but not down here, fuck wrong with you, nigga, we kick Mexicans all in they goddamn ass around this motherfucker, nigga, yeah, nigga, and we got Mexicans putting gold teeth in their mouth, getting ball fades and taper fades, and using the word nigga like they niggas, we got Mexicans wearing Michael Jordan tennis shoes like they niggas down here. You see peso, peso. Yeah, we got Mexicans wanting to be niggas. Can't speak nine liquor Spanish, but they speak nigga language. We got Mexicans down here. Can't speak nine liquor motherfucking Spanish, but they speak nigga. <laughs> they can holler what's up, cousin. Holler nigga. See, they holler nigga, and they can rap, but they can't speak Spanish. Nigga, fuck you talking about? We kick a Mexican all in this goddamn ass down there in Texas. They got to get in the jailhouse and do what they call tongo blasting. Until they go to tongo blasting, ain't no motherfucking Mexican strong around here. He can't say a dope. Mexican, he, all he know how to do is dig tunnels and get the dope over here. That stupid motherfucking Mexican don't know how to sell dope in America. Don't nobody know how to sell dope in America but the niggas. <laughs> Why you think everybody bring the dope to the niggas? Why you think everybody bring dope to the nigga? Don't nobody know how to sell goddamn dope in this country but the nigga? Ain't nobody got no motherfucking hand-to-hand comeback sale and skill in these motherfucking streets like the nigga. Can't, can't nobody hustle with no motherfucking dope like no nigga. Why you think everybody got to get them a nigga on the team to sell their motherfucking dope? Fuck wrong with you. Well, yeah, nigga, we is niggas. Fuck wrong with you. The white boy made niggas. You didn't make nothing. Bitch ass nigga, you ain't even give yourself no name. White boy made us and called us niggas. How in the fuck we not go be niggas, nigga? Fuck wrong with you, stupid ass nigga. This nigga is the product of misrepresentation. Man, you get your bitch ass college educated ass talking out of here. You got to be one of them bitch ass college niggas. Get your educated ass out of here talking about misrepresentation, nigga. I told you, niggas, I ain't nothing but an ignorant nigga playing smart. Bitch ass nigga, get out of here. I ain't nothing about me intelligent, nigga. I'm an ignorant nigga playing smart. Fool ass boy. Yeah. Back to you Muslim niggas. Uh, uh, you Muslim niggas ain't shit. Nigga, y'all ain't killed. Y'all ain't got together and blew up now I'm building. Y'all ain't like the real motherfucking Taliban and Al Qaeda motherfucker. What good is you niggas over here with them kufis and them long motherfucking birds and you ain't eating no motherfucking pork and you niggas won't put no bomb on your back and go blow up nothing? Man, man, fuck you niggas. Yeah, you niggas ain't shit. I don't give a damn about you kind of Muslims, nigga. Yeah, give me, uh, uh, give me Osama and them Muslims. Yeah, yeah, they make the white boy shiver in this motherfucking boots. They make the white boy put together a military team. You uh, black Muslims over here in America, y'all ain't made the white boy get together and do nothing to y'all. That's how you know you niggas ain't posed no threat. Ain't none of you niggas went to the feds. The dang y'all ain't man, y'all niggas weak, niggas, so I don't want to hear shit by no nigga with no bow tie, listening to Farrakhan, hollering by Prophet Mohammed, nigga quoting some shit out the Quran. Nigga, you niggas ain't done nothing.
Yeah, 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 nigga, I done something as a little bitty boy. So, yeah, you grown-ass nigga went to the penitentiary, and you got scared to be a Muslim. Nigga, yeah, you ain't, yeah, you ain't woke up and, and consciously chose to be a Muslim. You went to jail, and you went to Muslim out of fear. All you bitch-ass niggas go to jail and pick up the Quran or the Bible for protection, nigga. Start following the motherfucking me jailhouse rules and policies and procedures and learning the handbook so you don't break the rules, nigga. You bitch-ass nigga, shit up. Holly by that motherfuckers, Muslim shit, nigga, fuck Prophet Mohammed, <clears throat> fuck you Islam niggas, you in America, nigga, we with the, the, the Jews, we ain't with the Palestinians, nigga, yeah, we with the motherfucking Jews, <laughs> yeah, you rocked on Palestinian, nigga, the Jews got guns, you Palestinian Muslim motherfucker, uh, uh, yeah, nigga, uh, uh, yeah, nigga, y'all got rocks, and I'm over here with the motherfucking Jews, nigga, that got guns, so yeah, nigga, fuck the Palestinians, yeah, fuck you, niggas, uh, that love Farrakhan, Farrakhan got good hair, and my grandmama taught us back in the 80s, you don't believe shit, no good hair nigga singing off his lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw nigga Dr. King didn't have no good hair, Dr. King had with nappy and a motherfucker. And you didn't hear, you didn't hear about Dr. King fucking all the bitches like you heard about Elijah Mohammed. Yeah, Elijah Mohammed was a child molester. Mohammed, you nigga love fucking babies. That's why y'all like that religion. That religion let y'all fuck girls. It don't, it don't really put no stipulation on macking on no bitch. At least in the church house, you get to fuck all the women. You niggas pastors and prophet Mohammed fuck babies, nigga. How you niggas go honor that motherfucking religion? And soon as Gaddafi died, all the goddamn Muslims went over there and went to snatching up niggas and making them slaves. You niggas ain't said shit about that. Y'all want to try to make us believe that the white boy is all bad. At least the white boy give us a free public education. You Muslim niggas won't even give us no education. Yeah, we got to come join you niggas gang to learn about uh Quran. You niggas ain't got nothing set up in the community where y'all do a goddamn thing. Big and motherfuckers. You, cause you niggas stand on from state to state, California to Chicago to New York. You niggas stand on the corner big and you niggas don't sell some dope. Nigga, pimp again. Nigga, yeah, yeah, nigga, do like the old niggas used to do. Niggas add master for, oh, who is master for Rod? Who is that? Who is master for? That nigga say, uh, uh, yeah, all them niggas stand on the corner begging. Them niggas ain't got no hustle. Uh, all them niggas know how to do is fight and kill black people. They ain't never done nothing. They ain't never done nothing to make the white boy mad. Yeah, all they, yeah, all, yeah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't like Reverend Wright in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, the nation of Islam weak in the motherfucker. Yeah, nation Islam weak. Them niggas don't do nothing but wear suits. <laughs> and then them niggas ain't got five suits. Yeah, them niggas recycling the same motherfucking suits. Yeah, them niggas ain't got five motherfucking suits they can wear Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, them niggas wearing the same suit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And got to get that motherfucking clean and, and dry clean. Four Saturday and Sunday, before we gotta put that motherfucker back on Monday. Yeah, yeah, and them niggas don't wear them suits at night. <laughs> yeah, now, them motherfucking Muslim niggas, when it's time to go to the club, you don't see them niggas in them goddamn bow ties and suits. Them niggas in polos and Gucci and Ralph Lauren with plenty of rubbers in their pockets, trying to fuck something. They ain't trying, they ain't niggas, you can't find now Muslim know-how in America talking that motherfucking uh, Koran talk. Man, what the fuck is a five percenter? So you mean to tell me, well, who is a five percenter? 
Whoever hollering about ain't no such thing as a motherfucking five percent of them. Some niggas just done read a bunch of books that we ain't read. Hollering about they five percent of the smartest people in the world. They some lying motherfuckers. Yeah, God ain't made now, motherfucker. Yeah, them niggas some lying motherfuckers. Ain't no such thing as no mother. That's some New York shit. Yeah, that's some East Coast, New York shit. Yeah, yeah, nigga, ain't no such thing as a five percenter. Fuck a five percenter. That's a nigga miseducated, think he's smart, don't have no college degree. Yeah, he want to just justify like he the genius, but ain't proving nothing. Nigga, fuck you five percent ass nigga. Yeah, them nigga, say, them nigga how about, ah, oh, we five percenter. Show us, yeah, show us you five. Do something spectacular then, five percent ass niggas. Yeah, do something spectacular. Where you, where you niggas at? Longer you niggas been in existence? <laughs> Say, listen, all, as long as you niggas been in existence, why you niggas ain't done nothing spectacular? Five percent ass niggas? Yeah, you niggas ain't, yeah, you niggas missing 95 percent or something. That's why you niggas, you niggas is, 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 Molecules, minute small, nigga, yeah, you niggas ain't shit, 5% ass nigga, fuck you nigga, you niggas ain't built no bank with all that 5% knowledge, yeah, nigga, yeah, all you niggas die like us too, nigga, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nigga, I'm about 5%, nigga, you niggas depleted then, if you niggas is a 5% of you depleted, nigga, you missing 95% of what you need, why would God just make you niggas 5% of every goddamn thing, and you nigga can't solve nothing? You niggas can't solve no problem. You niggas, I've been born since 1977 to 2021. A 5% nigga ain't had an answer to now hard test question of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bitch ass nigga. A 5% ass nigga. You bitch ass niggas ain't been able to answer now question. And all the classrooms I've been in, I ain't never seen a 5% nigga raise his hand and get the, get the question right. Yeah. Had an answer to the question. Yeah. So what the fuck? You nigga. Well, who you niggas done convinced in the ghetto? Yeah, you niggas talking to them niggas that's high. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. You niggas talking to them niggas that's high, that ain't went fired well in life, and you niggas go convince them niggas 5%. Go into the bank, nigga, and take some of that 5% knowledge and see what you niggas can get out of there. Since there's only 5% of you niggas that got all the smarts. Yeah, yeah, you nigga dumb and stupid. Yeah, nigga, I hate you niggas. I swear to God. That's why we ain't never like you East Coast nigga. Y'all want to talk about our Jesus, but we can't talk about y'all dumbass Prophet Mohammed. Yeah, nigga, Prophet Mohammed, if he went and got a bunch of niggas and all them niggas talking about we the nation of Islam and you nigga can't speak Arabic fully, how you niggas some Muslims? Yeah, how, how you niggas some Muslim and you niggas can't go A, B, C, D, E, F, G in Arabic and you niggas can't do none of that shit, nigga. So fuck that shit, nigga. That's the slave master religion. Uh, you niggas dumb and stupid and everybody I know talking that Muslim shit, all you niggas stand on corners like the dope fiends, the winos and the hoes. So what make you niggas any different? Because you got a suit on? That will make you niggas some different, cause you niggas can, you niggas still got the same suit that the judge sentenced you niggas in. Most you niggas wear that suit to court. Yeah, you niggas ain't got no closet full of suits like John Gotti had, nigga. Yeah, you ain't got no four, five thousand dollar suit. You ain't got more, put it like this. All you Farrakhan falling ass niggas. Y'all ain't got no bunch of suits like Farrakhan. Yeah, you niggas got two bow ties and maybe three suits. And you got to wear that suit 
365 days out the year. The nigga please, that's Sue Funky and the motherfucker. You niggas ain't, yeah, 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 yeah. You niggas Sue Funky. Yeah, and you niggas, man, don't come in here with that black Hebrew Israelite bullshit and them niggas wear dresses. All them niggas don't, them niggas can't even preach. All them niggas holler. Fella, 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 fella. God said, he'll kill you. Yeah, all them niggas scare you after religion. Yeah, and all them niggas, you see all them niggas? Don't none of them niggas have on new tennis shoes. Yeah, don't know say, man, listen, nigga won't fuck ho. Nigga wanna do like Reverend Doc. That's why that Christian shit is way more appealing. All that other shit you niggas talking, that Farrakhan shit, y'all beat up people. Yeah, the 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 the, the Hebrew Israelites, they can't have no fun. Them niggas can't wear nothing. They can't fuck nothing. Them niggas can't eat nothing. Everything, them niggas got to walk a tight rope. The Hebrew Israelites, nigga, them niggas is like having a daddy in the military. You can't go outside. No, God said you can't do that. We can't watch TV. Everything is condemnation with the Hebrew Israelites. Everything. They can't have no motherfucking fun. The woman can't do nothing. All she got to do is just get fucked on. And most of them Hebrew Israelites, niggas, they was the niggas who couldn't get all the bitches in school. So they get one bitch and be mean to the bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they get one bitch and be mean in her with that religion Bible shit, enforcing that shit. Them niggas ain't never been able to run the game. So they get that Hebrew uh, religion indoctrination and put the shit down on a little girl with low self-esteem and fuck her up and she be living in prison trying to play Hebrew. And yeah, he all he want to do is keep her locked in the house, stuck, while he stand out on the corner with some more niggas and they holler the Bible to everybody. Man, fuck that shit. That shit can't be fun. Yeah, yeah, that shit can't be fun at all. So then you got the Muslim niggas. Here come the Muslim niggas coming along telling you everything that Muddy and Big Mama and Grandma and them told us was a lie. Man say talking about nigga, we even grew up eating bacon. All we know is waking up to bacon. How do these niggas go come along and tell us bacon go kill you? We ain't supposed to eat pork. But they go tell us we can't eat pork, but these niggas eat humans. Well, what do you mean they eat humans? Man, them niggas eat pussy. Some of them niggas done went so far as to eating pussy and eating ass. Them niggas drank cum out of a bitch's cock. But them niggas go tell her, yeah, them niggas suck calm out pussy. But them bitch ass niggas go tell her pork bad for her. But them niggas getting fever blisters on their lips. Nigga, I ain't never got a fever blister on my mouth from eating no motherfucking pork. You nigga get, you, man, you nigga, all you nigga come out of the penitentiary jacking your dick out, fucking boys in the ass. And now, here it is, you get the Muslim Islam religion, now pork bad for you. Catfish bad for you. Nigga, fuck that shit. Now you nigga done tell us Farrakhan is, is the new messenger and he the leader. Well, why he wasn't leading? Why why now? He didn't lead granddad and them. Granddad and them didn't pay that nigga no mind. So why in the fuck I got to pay that nigga some mind? Nigga, granddad said, don't listen to now motherfucking nigga behind no pulpit hollering about God told him something. Fuck God go tell you niggas something, but he won't come talk to me. How in the fuck God just using Farrakhan, but he ain't going to use mama now? You niggas ain't listening to your mama. You niggas ain't listening to your So Farrakhan got all the goddamn answer. Well, fuck Farrakhan. I don't want her shit no niggas saying they done killed Malcolm X over there. Them niggas, man, fuck that shit. Oh, the white man killed Malcolm. You a goddamn lie. I saw the movie. Yeah, I saw the goddamn movie. 
<laughs> yeah, and you say, uh, I say that in the Bible too. Uh, fuck what the Bible say, nigga. Don't give a fuck about what the Bible say. You nigga steady trying to put a book in a nigga face. Nigga, fuck that shit. My mama gave me actions. Yeah, you niggas didn't have no good mama. That's what that was. That's why you niggas listening to that motherfucking Farrakhan bullshit. Yeah, and being ex bullshit. You niggas didn't have no good mama, nigga. Yeah, yeah you niggas didn't have no good grandmama. You niggas is the dope fiend babies. Yeah, your mama didn't teach you nothing about the God, nigga. So here it is. This bitch ass nigga that can talk good with the good slick hair, with the, with the light skin. Why is all light skin, nigga? Yeah, 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 I saw the movie, yeah, I ain't, yeah, I ain't, listen, I ain't know nothing about no motherfucking Muslim till I got to jail. All my motherfucking life, and all my years of being black, I didn't know folks could, niggas could be black. I mean, Muslims can be black. That's some East Coast, New York shit. Niggas done got far away from their roots, and done got up there with that shit trying to play Muslim, boy. Nigga, fuck that shit. Fuck everything the Muslim people stand for. Fuck the Quran. Fuck Elijah Mohammed, perverted pedophile ass. I ain't falling now, motherfucking nigga. That done fuck some babies, nigga. <laughs> I don't, nigga. I am the new motherfucking prophet, Mohammed, nigga. Why God, nigga? God made me can read and write, nigga. I'm the new motherfucking prophet, Mohammed, nigga. Muslim has not done nothing in New York, nigga. The real Muslim blew up the building. Yeah, you niggas ain't them kind of Muslim. The real Muslim came and snatched them goddamn airplanes out the sky and blew them in them goddamn building. You punk ass niggas down on the ground ain't shit. Yeah, you nigga won't even take a car and run it into nothing, nigga. So you bitch ass niggas shut up. Oh ass Muslim nigga. Yeah, you nigga won't go up there and snatch no plane out the sky. <laughs> bitch ass nigga. <laughs> say, see them the real motherfucking Muslim. Yeah, they came all the way over here just to learn how to fly a plane. Now you niggas been here all all your motherfucking life, you can't learn how to go do nothing, nigga. You nigga got to go to the penitentiary to be Muslim. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. Say, listen, boys and girls, if you want to be a real Muslim, go over there to the real Muslim where them Al Qaeda motherfuckers at. They they, they got thirty two virgins waiting for you if you kill yourself with them. These black motherfucking Muslims ain't got shit. You go to jail, all them niggas got for you is a Quran for you. They wanna give you a strict regimen. You got to follow. They ain't got no money to give you for being no no no. If you Go join Muslim boys and girls. Go over there to them extreme motherfuckers that the white boy called terrorists. These motherfuckers here, white boy friends with them here. The bitch ass Muslim. Yeah, the nation of Islam ain't no real Muslim. Ain't no such thing as a black Muslim. Yeah, that's just a dumb motherfucker. How the hell? Ain't no such thing as no black Muslim. That's just a dumb, confused motherfucker like a faggot. You hear a nigga hollering about here, black Muslim, you might look at him like a homosexual. Boy, confused. He don't know no better, stupid motherfucker. Ain't now a nigga slave ever thought he was a Muslim. <laughs> Ain't now a nigga ever got no lashes across his back from a white boy. Will. I ain't never thought he was a goddamn Muslim. That shit you knew, bitch ass nigga. You New York, East Coast, Philadelphia ass nigga. And you niggas wasn't, yeah, you bitch ass niggas born in the Muslim territory. <laughs> yeah, that's all that. Yeah, you bitch ass niggas don't know nothing about niggaism. You bitch ass nigga is born in the Muslim territory, nigga. <laughs> a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> yeah, and fuck your prophet Mohammed. Yeah, fuck that nigga Farrakhan. And I don't think you Muslim niggas bad. Y'all ain't never killed no white folks. In this motherfucking country, nigga. You a bitch ass nigga. You nigga go kill niggas. You nigga kill Malcolm X. You nigga done all that other shit, nigga. You nigga beat up gang by.
triangle. Yeah, but you niggas don't fuck with them gangster disciples up there. <laughs> yeah, you niggas will beat up the Crips and Bloods over there in California, but you niggas won't fuck with them goddamn gangster disciples up there. Y'all don't even say nothing to them, y'all. <laughs> yeah, you motherfucking mother. <laughs> Farrakhan too, nigga. Farrakhan don't mumble one motherfucking word, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Farrakhan wanted to be in entertainment. That's what y'all don't know. That's why his son went and got a white bitch. Yeah, that's why that boy went and got a white bitch. They fuck daddy. Like the rest of us, they fuck daddy. <laughs> he sick of that shit. Yeah, there ain't no Elijah Mohammed like fucking them babies. Yeah, that boy Elijah Mohammed love fucking them little old yellow light skinned little girl he had around him. <laughs> yeah, I know it hurts you Muslim niggas feeling, but fuck you. I used to be a Muslim. Yeah, I tried that shit, but I realized I don't none of that shit work. I was still sneaking and eating pork. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never quit pork, nigga. I yeah, fuck that shit, nigga. I ain't fuck. I'm gonna join the Muslim. Yeah, I'm gonna be a Muslim, but nigga, I'm gonna be the Muslim that's eating pork. And they told me I couldn't do that. So yeah, nigga, fuck that shit. Nigga, bitch ass nigga out and body. I can't eat pork. And all you niggas still suck pussy and eat ass. All you niggas is put your head between a bitch's cock and suck out calm out of her pussy. And wanna tell me we can't eat no motherfucking pork. Nigga, good as fried bacon is. Nigga, good as a lemon pepper pork chop is. Nigga, fuck you, nigga. And fuck what the Muslim people stand for, nigga. Everything. They lie to y'all. They ain't nothing but a bunch of hateful ass men that can't build together. You ain't never seen the Muslim get a construction company like the Mexican and build something. You ain't never seen them, you motherfucking Muslim nigga get no motherfucking construction company and cut grass or, hold, or none of that shit. All you niggas is good for is selling. Uh, all you niggas is good for is standing on the corner for Farrakhan. <laughs> That's it, yeah, you niggas ain't good for yeah, nigga, you niggas look weak. Yeah, yeah, I wanted a pork, that nigga said I wanted a pork exemption. Yeah, man, I get back in. Yeah, I come back to the Muslim nigga if they let me eat pork. But yeah, they'll jump on you. Yeah, them niggas will jump on you, they catch you eating pork, especially in prison. Boy, they catch Brother Charleston, say, <laughs> say, boy, if they catch, they catch Brother Charleston eating some pork, They'll jump on him. Yeah, they got to dish out some punishment to you. At least in the Christian religion, you can say, hey, man, I backslid. The devil got the best of me. Uh, Lord, forgive me. They don't do that in the Christian religion. But in the Muslim religion, yeah, they issue out punishment like the game. Yeah, nigga, you can't cheat on your wife in the, in the, in the Muslim religion. Yeah, nigga, them niggas will hurt you. And then they'll take your wife from you, nigga. Yeah, yeah, them niggas, yeah, yeah. Nigga, niggas say, we don't want you back. I don't want to come back. Nigga, you niggas ain't never hurt nothing. Yeah, you niggas don't hurt nothing but black people. Yeah, you niggas ain't never beat up the Mexicans. You niggas ain't never uh, whooped the Italians. Or none of that. You bitch-ass Muslim niggas just walk around huffing and puffing like y'all bad and bad and bad. Y'all ain't never went to war with the Italian Mafia. I saw the movie with Bumpy Johnson. Nigga, without Bumpy Johnson, you Muslim niggas would have been weak in New York. I'm just saying, nigga, Bumpy Johnson. You nigga, nigga, Bumpy Johnson wasn't with none of that shit. His daughter fucked with y'all. But you bitch-ass nigga would have been weak in New York City, nigga, without Bumpy Johnson, nigga. So let's get this shit clear and straight up, nigga. You bitch-ass Muslim niggas in New York is pussy, nigga. That's where Malcolm got killed at, nigga. You niggas killed Malcolm in, in, in New York City, didn't you, boy? Ain't that where you niggas wiped out Malcolm at, the great Muslim leader? I'm just saying. So what the fuck? Yeah, you bitch ass niggas weak up there in New York City, Muslim boys. 
And you niggas was weak when John Gotti was around. And Sammy the Bull and them and whatever them Italian niggas name was that was kicking up dust in New York City, nigga. You niggas was weak, motherfucker. So yeah, you bitch ass nigga. So we can go on over there to Chicago, nigga, the Farrakhan, nigga, where the headquarters is. Nigga, Farrakhan weak in that motherfucker compared to the killing that's going on in Chicago. Nigga Farrakhan sitting down meeting with rappers. I'm just saying, man, good hard motherfucker. Any old, any scared of white folk. That nigga scared of white folk. Them white folk told him he better not take nothing from Gaddafi. What he do? Sat his old good hard ass down. Man, fuck Malcolm X. I ain't no Malcolm X follower, nigga. I, look, fuck Malcolm X. Fuck any Muslim. I'm just going to say that off the top. I don't give a fuck about no Muslim, nigga. Nigga, we come from the South. Ain't nothing Muslim down here. Every Muslim nigga is brainwashed in prison down here. So fuck a Muslim. Nigga, my mama told me don't trust you niggas. You nigga couldn't come to my mama house. You nigga couldn't eat at my grandmama table because we can't pray with you niggas. So they no, I can't hold hands with no motherfucking Muslim nigga. Nigga, fuck a Muslim. Nigga, I can't do nothing with no Muslim nigga. Nothing. I believe in Jesus, nigga. Believe no motherfucking prophet Mohammed, bitch ass nigga couldn't read, and all y'all leaders was pedophile, and we ain't got no lead over here. I don't follow Jesus, nigga. I follow mama. Yeah, nigga. And your mama was a dope fiend. My mama what? My mama ain't no Jewish motherfucker. My mama told me she don't know what color Jesus is. She just know he worked. That's all I need to hear. Cause yeah, mama say I don't know what color Jesus is, nigga. I just know he worked. And I watched to see if he worked, nigga. So, yeah, fuck you niggas with that religion. And all of you bitch-ass niggas mad because I'm disrespecting y'all religion, nigga. Farrakhan is a good hell punk, nigga. Fuck that. Now, what you Muslim niggas go do? Y'all go kill me? Fuck the black Muslims in America. And I stand on that. Now, what you bitch-ass nigga go do? Come down here. Send a Muslim nigga to come see me then, nigga. Since you bitch-ass. Yeah, 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 nigga. You bitch-ass Muslim nigga. Eat pussy. So fuck what you niggas talking about. Fuck your leader Farrakhan. Fuck that little boy BNX. He follow Farrakhan. Fuck Malcolm X. Malcolm X follow Elijah Mohammed. And Elijah Mohammed was a pedophile. Nigga, I don't follow no motherfucking body. Fuck your book, nigga. Fuck the Bible. Fuck the Quran. Fuck all that bullshit. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Any nigga that can read talking about a Quran book, suck my dick, bitch ass nigga. Fuck your religion. Don't none of that shit work. Because if any of that shit work, you niggas will be helping the community. Like me. I'm just saying. You niggas don't help the community. So how that shit work? Nigga, fuck a Muslim. And all you niggas on here professing to be Muslims, fuck your mama. Fuck your daughter. Fuck you. And fuck your prophet Mohammed. And fuck Allah, nigga. Yeah, fuck your ally too, nigga. And fuck the Mohammed from Georgia, nigga. Yeah, yeah, nigga. And fuck y'all ally. He a weak-ass God, nigga. Hey, weak-ass ally y'all got. Ain't done shit for now. One of you black motherfuckers out about Allah, Aikba. Allah, Aikba. Allah, Aikba. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Yeah, I used to speak that shit too, nigga. That shit didn't work. Yeah, nigga, it wasn't until I grabbed home to the hem of Jesus' garment. Nigga, them goddamn doors start opening and life start changing. The rest of that motherfucking bullshit-ass motherfucking Allah talk don't work, nigga. That's why you don't see none of you, nigga, doing nothing in the community for the Allah people. So fuck Allah. 
Fuck Prophet Mohammed. He was a dumb, stupid motherfucker that couldn't read and write, and God couldn't have loved him and made him prophet. Y'all lying, and y'all dumb and stupid trying to get us to follow a dumb, stupid motherfucker who couldn't read and write. Fuck him. Yeah, that shit don't work. Say, <laughs> that motherfucking shit don't work, nigga. And fuck you, New York Muslim. And fuck whatever else Muslim nigga mad about what I'm saying. I ain't with no religion, so fuck that shit. You nigga been talking about my mama Jesus, nigga. And I know my mama Jesus work, cause I done tried. Yeah, that's how I'm talking to you niggas, nigga. I touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and look where it got me. That motherfucking Allah shit. That motherfucking Farrakhan punk talk. Farrakhan did two million man marches. He told the white that we want justice or else. And guess what? He ain't came back with the or else. He bitch ass and got quiet. He got all that goddamn money playing on you dumb. Say, <laughs> he got all that goddamn money playing on you dumb ass niggas. He got y'all to buy plane tickets to go to D.C. He did it twice. Say, he ain't nothing but a good motherfucking con, man. That's why I respect the game, nigga. Game related, not gang related. Say, listen, he played on you dumb motherfucker. He got all the celebrities to give him money. He got all boy Jay-Z, Beyonce gave that motherfucker some money. Then he got all y'all to put one dollar and pass it up here at the Million Man Mart. And that's just the money he got. Yeah, that's just the money that rotten motherfucker got. So let me show you how much the white folk got. So a million black people proceeded to go to D.C. A million black people that they documented. Can you imagine how much the airline industry made? From Farrakhan bringing all them niggas up there. Can you imagine how much the rental car places made for Farrakhan bringing all them niggas up there? Can you imagine how much the t-shirt shops made? Can you imagine how much when 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 the black people was traveling through 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 all over the country? Can you imagine how many tickets that the state troopers and the sheriffs them wrote? Can you imagine how many niggas went to jail? Riding with the weed in the car, riding in. Can you imagine all the money that they made while we were trying to get there? That's before we get to D.C. Hold on, man. God damn, this shit go to getting deep. Can you imagine all the money that Farrakhan put in these people's pockets in town as we traveled to get to D.C.? Now, he got some money, too, now. We didn't get nothing. Did nothing come back to our communities. Did nothing come back to our communities. So, boom, check game, right? So... When they get to D.C., they all got to go on Capitol Hill. So all the hotels in D.C. made money. Niggas ain't owning no hotels. So they go boost up the price rate. So then, so then as we out there for three days, out on that mall, Capitol Wall, we need water, stores. So the stores, the convenience stores, go sit out of the chips and the candy and the juices and the Gatorade. Man, we go give all that money away. And then everybody go come back to their city. Then Farrakhan go go count the money. And he go say, hey, y'all y'all do this, y'all do that. But hold on, man. Where, where are the resources at, Farrakhan? You got all this money, nigga. You ain't going to kick nothing back to the people. You ain't going to kick nothing back to the people. Yeah, come on, Farrakhan. Now, he, that was the first Million Man March. Then he come with a second Million Man March. Now, this time he came, he said, it's justice or else. And we go come, we need a thousand men. They still ain't got them thousand men. They come tell us, he'll tell us anything. Farrakhan, man, he still ain't got them thousand men. Them niggas still standing on corner with them bullshit-ass Final Call newspaper. When they go put the newspaper digitally, where they can read it digitally, but Farrakhan need them dollars.
Farrakhan needs them dollars, man. And he can't get no hoe out there to sell. He got to get them niggas out there and them suits to stand out there like hoes on them corners, nigga, fucking with us at the red light, trying to give us them motherfucking papers, nigga. Say, man, listen. Farrakhan is a con and a crook, man. Any nigga hollering Muslim, he a weak-ass boy, nigga. What you join that organization for? Stand by yourself as your man, nigga. You niggas ain't never been able to stand by yourself as a man. You done went from the hood to the gang to the religious group. You done went from the hood, the gang, to the religious group. Some of you niggas went from little league football to uh, middle school football to high school sports, from high school sports to the hood, the gang, and now religious group. Nigga, stand on your own like a man. Can't no man dick to me. God created and ordained for every man to self-govern themselves. What the fuck I need a motherfucker on a pool pit telling me something every goddamn week. He ain't telling me how he wrestling with his demons. Farrakhan ain't telling you how he wrestling with his demons. He trying to tell, no, nigga. Fuck what you talking about, uh, Louis, Luis. Fuck what Benjamin, X. Uh, whatever these niggas name is, they got a book for me to read. They got a scripture to recite to me. Nigga, let me see your actions. Why you nigga won't show your actions? How you live, nigga? Do you cheat on your wife? Do you, do you whoop the bitch? Uh, nigga, how you stop from jacking off? Uh, nigga, don't come telling me shit about what's in that motherfucking book, nigga. Fuck that book. So I don't rabble uh, all you niggas panties today fucking with you Muslim niggas pussies today, nigga. You niggas ain't no different than the gang banging niggas, homie. You niggas ain't no different than the gang banging niggas, homie. Fuck that book you niggas stand on, nigga. My grandmother and them had spirit and actions. We watch them fed people. They fed people, nigga. They went and got our sire ass uncles out of jail. They dealt with our sire ass, ain't it? And helped the keep no, you niggas ain't doing none of that, nigga. So fuck the book. All you niggas that can recite the book and know the book real well, we can't point to nowhere where you do anything in the community for the people, nigga, reciting that motherfucking book. So shut your bitch ass up, Muslim niggas. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling y'all I'm the motherfucking truth. I'm the new prophet Mohammed. Except I can read and write. And I ain't got no book for you niggas. I'm the new Jesus, nigga. Mama said that the Bible said that Jesus said that he going to send back a spirit that you can do greater works than Jesus himself. Man, fuck Prophet Mohammed, nigga. I can do greater works than Jesus himself, according to what Mama said, nigga. So fuck what you niggas say, because you niggas ain't feed nobody like Mama. Mama took care of the family, nigga. You niggas out on the internet talking on the pool pit. I ain't never seen mom and mother in them try to, they talk to babies. You niggas don't teach the babies. <laughs> so fuck what you niggas talking about, nigga. Bitch ass Muslim nigga. Fuck you, nigga. And fuck that Quran. Go recite that shit at the mosque, nigga. But don't bring that shit to the streets. That's why the young niggas got, you niggas got to catch the young niggas in prison when they scared and need protection. That's why they reject that shit in the streets, nigga. And that's why when they go to prison, they pick up the Quran. Like all you penitentiary niggas do. And then when you niggas, uh, uh, when you niggas come home from prison, y'all put the Quran on the dresser. And then y'all come back to the streets and pick back up your sins and your vices and your demons and your homeboys and your bad habits. <laughs> wee What y'all think about that? That boy Charles the White. Boy, that boy wasn't holding nothing back. Now see, he was kind of hot on this little episode here because... He was on his uh, 
well, they call it, I don't think it's Snapchat anymore. You know, they have that, that YouTube live or they do them little live things. And some some uh, Muslims has chimed, chimed, chimed in and was, because uh, the Muslims, they you know, they want to kill him. You know, they want to kill him, but they can't kill him because they know the fear is watching. <laughs> you know, if anything happens to Charles and Mike, you know, they're going to they 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 come looking for Farrakhan. Fears ain't no joke. You know, these Negroes out here be thinking they smart and they slicks. Man, I don't mess with the Fed. I, look, I don't mess with the IRS. I don't mess with the Feds. I don't mess with the police. Now, y'all call me whatever y'all want to call me. But I don't mess with I don't think I'm smart in the Feds. <laughs> the Feds ain't no joke. But even the Muslims, they want to kill Charleston White because Charleston White, he tell like a T.I. is. See, everybody was pulling, you know, pulling, um, falling for Farrakhan schemes for a long time. Matter of fact, I remember when I went to I went to Chicago. When I went to Chicago, or two things when I used to run, you know, my drinking days. I went to Chicago with my buddy. He used to drive uh, the Metro bus in Chicago, so he knew a lot of spots. And he like he liked them big gals too. I back then I ain't like big gals back then, but oh Andre, he loved them big gals, boy. And them big gals took care of him. I like them big gals now because I kind of figure out what he was, you know, we liked about them big gals. But he took me to. Uh, I remember he took me to this one area and they had this big old building that covered up a whole block. I'm not kidding. This building covered up a whole block. And he said, you know what that place is there? I say, no, I don't know what it is. I don't know about Chicago. He said, that's that's uh, Jesse Jackson building, Operation Push. I say, what? He said, yeah, that's just this big old building. Jesse Jackson. And he had, one side didn't have no windows on it. They have no windows whatsoever. Just a big brick building covered up, covered a whole block. That was Operations Push Headquarters. He said, now, that's Operation Push Headquarters. That's their building, but ain't nothing in it. You know, it was just a shell. Just something that that, uh, Jesse, that uh, Jesse Jackson, Operation Push, were using to get money off people. And then he took me, he, then he took me to this one area, and he said, you know, had this big old pretty house, this big old nice area. He said, you know who lived there? I said, no. He said, Farrakhan lived there. I said, what? Farrakhan lived in that little big pretty house? He said, yeah, Farrakhan lived there. I was like, wow. Now, now, now I'm kind of correlating some of the things that Charleston talked about. Because what I'm talking about, this was like the early 90s when I seen all this. But I was drinking at that time. And I didn't really have no time to be thinking about nothing except drinking and trying to, you know, try to cat around one of them little gals, one of them little red bone gals in Chicago. But now I'm getting a little wise. I'm more southern. Now I'm listening to Charleston. And he's absolutely right. You think about Chicago, all the killings that they have in Chicago. You have never heard Farrakhan say anything condemning those killings. You haven't heard anything about uh, uh, the, the, the fruit of Islam, whatever it is. You never never heard about his people trying to go out into the community with these young folks and talk to them about stopping the violence. Now here it is, Jesse Jackson and Farrakhan got these big old compounds in Chicago and none of them go out into the community to try to stop any of this black-on-black crime. Because see, the thing about Farrakhan is what I learned was, and like Charleston tell you, if you're not a Muslim, he don't mess with you. You see, Farrakhan only concerned about people that follow him. He's not concerned about black America. Now when something happens, he want to get up there and give his little opinion on it. But he's not, and he'll tell you he ain't concerned about that. See, he wants you to be a Muslim and follow him. If you ain't follow him, he don't care nothing about that black on black crime. But yet, yet if a white cop go out there and kill one of them black boys out there, Barry Khan, he want to make a speech about it. 
Well, let me tell you, when that kind of, it's kind of odd now that all these, all these, these, these little crazy little black folk be killing each other out here, and you ain't saying nothing, Farrakhan. But as soon as a white cop kill a, kill a black boy or something, you want to have something to say. Even, even with the Jesse Smollotti, Smollotti thing, he want to come out and say something about that. You, you, you concerned about some gay guy, you know, talking about some Trump supporters beat him up and all this kind of stuff. You want to talk about this, but you're not talking about all this black-on-black -black crime, and you live in this big, pretty compound, and all around you is, is these little black gangs killing each other. But like Charleston White say, you go to jail, right? You go to jail, and you young fella, and you in jail, and you get pressed up on by them guys that got 25, 30 years who, who, you know, who want to get in your panties or your drawers because they sagging down. Because you're usually wearing the your pants sagging out in the street. Then when you go to jail and your pants sagging in jail, your booty looking good to them boys that got 25, 30 years. Now you want to run over there and join the Muslims. You want to join the Muslims for protection. You see? Then when you come out, right, now you a Muslim. So now Farrakhan got you. But see, Farrakhan don't want to mess with you if you ain't no Muslims. And like he say, they ain't teach nobody nothing out here, but you go to jail and teach you how to be a Muslim. That's where Farrakhan recruits his people. He recruits his people in jail. He don't care nothing about the people. Now the big thing that got me what Charles said, I never thought about. I remember that Million Man March, that Million Man March. I mean, both the Million Man Marches. Now economics, like they always say, follow the money. Farrakhan made a killing off the Million Man March. Money-wise. Not only that, all the other businesses, the white businesses, like Charleston White said, made millions off them dumb, stupid niggas. I ain't go that thing. I remember I had a couple buddies in, in, uh, in, uh, in Pontiac, up there in Michigan. They went. I said, man, I ain't going that stuff, man. I'm not going that crap. They went. They got an airplane ticket. No, they didn't. They, they drove. I remember they drove. They drove from Michigan. Over over to DC, and like Charles said, I never thought about it. He said, he, he said, how you know, you know, these, these dumb Negroes they get in these cars, they, they drove to DC for that million man march, weed in the car. How much? How much did the police make in giving these stupid niggas tickets? Oh, I'm sorry, I said the word nigga. I, I, I'm not see, I've been listening to much Charles. I don't want to start talking like that. I don't want to cuss like Charles. I don't want to be saying that. But how many Negroes got pulled over and went to jail or got tickets? The police made money. The jailhouses made money. How many of them black folks got on bought them plane tickets, right? To get over there. Airlines made money. Hotels made money. Everybody made money. Faircon made money. And I remember that too, because my buddy told me that everybody in the crowd had to pass a dollar up. He asked them for a dollar. And they had to pass a dollar up there at the Faircon. And it was a million men. That was the first one. So so we can say most, you know, everybody, some, some folks gave a little bit more than dollars. So we know he made more than a, a million dollars off that million man mark just off the donations that he got along for passing that collector, that, that plate around in the crowd. And then all the other supporting white businesses that made money off them Negroes just to go hear Farrakhan speak. And then he had the second million march go around. It was, it was the same thing. They made money again. And then you go back to the community, it was the same thing. Like Charles has said, there wasn't no programs put in place with the money that they contributed to Farrakhan to put to bring something back to the community. The community support, it was nothing. 
Farrakhan took the money, all the white businesses, they got paid real good. That's why I, got, I be telling young folks, Farrakhan ain't nothing but a tool. He's for what I call, he's a useful idiot. He the one, and, and, and Jesse Jackson, they keep this racism going because racism keeps people divided. As long as people are divided, you got them. You can conquer people if they divided. That's why you never heard about Farrakhan being indicted for anything, have you? Never heard about Farrakhan being indicted. Matter of fact, old boy was telling me in, in uh, New York, you had you got these new, you got these high rises in New York, these projects, these high rise projects in, in New York. The fruit of Islam, which is the Muslim uh, security arm of the Muslims, they have government contracts to patrol the projects, high rises in New York. Listen when I say they have government contracts. I know this for a fact. They have government contracts to patrol the projects in New York. Right? Farrakhan talks about the government and the white people like a dog. But yet, he has, he has contracts with the government, the housing authorities to patrol. So he talking about the people like a dog that he actually getting paid from. Now you think about that. That's why I say he's a useful idiot. He getting paid to keep all this old division going. See, because if he was a real threat to these folks, the housing authorities and the government, all that kind of, they wouldn't give him no government contracts. Think about it. The government wouldn't give him no contracts if he if he was a threat to them. Because they don't want to put no money into his pocket where he can go out and buy arms or whatever. Because they know they're going to they pay fair car and he ain't do nothing with the money but keep it. They know that. It's like when I was up in Delaware. I lived up in Delaware. I used to go to Philly. And I said, I see these, 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 uh, these black folk, these black men on the corner with these white things on the head with these long white sheets on. They're on the corner. Selling, uh, selling uh, bean pies. Like Charles said, like, what the hell is a bean pie? Ain't buying no dang on bean pie. They had two, three wives. These these guys come out of jail. And now they on the corner selling these bean pies and these food of Islam uh, newspapers and all that, uh, a final call newspapers and all that kind of stuff. They got three, four women. The men don't work. They come out of jail. They got felons, so they can't get a job. But as long as they're Muslim, they can have three or four wives. All three or four of the wives are either on welfare or working. So he is, he come out of jail, he can't get no job, but he's a Muslim with Farrakhan, so he can have three or four wives. The three or four wives are working, making these babies, and on welfare. So he laying up there like an old no-good uh, tomcat, making all these babies, putting the, putting the woman on welfare. Someone was working ahead getting welfare. But that's okay with Farrakhan. I seen it with my own eye when I was up there in, uh, in, in Delaware when I used to go to Philly. Because Philly has a big Muslim population too, or, or, or these fellas. They got out of jail. And I remember I used to ride around in my convertible in Detroit. I used to see these, these guys, you know, they had these suits on with these bow ties on, something to file a car paper. And I used to tell my buddy Andre, I say, man, Farrakhan pimping them boys. You see, pimping is back in the day when you had a woman on the host road. Selling what's between her legs for you. Farrakhan got these boys on the corner for him. Selling these papers for him. So they homework for him too. 
And like Charles is saying, this is 2021. Why the final call ain't digital? Well, you can go online like some of these newspapers. You, you can go online to New York Times and read the New York Times on, online. I think when I first came to little town here where I'm at, you had a, a newspaper called the Star Banner. I used to take you right there with a building at. That built like a ghost town now. Because everything is online. They ain't got no trucks. They ain't got no big rolls of paper where they print the paper every night. That, that, that place is a ghost town. But you can go online and read the Star Banner. But the final call, you can't go online, but you can't go online and read the final call. Because Farrakhan wants to keep that print press going because he makes money off the paper. It's hard getting that digital money. Because he got to have them, them guys on the corner with bow ties. Because let me tell you another thing, too. Let me tell you another thing, too. And that's just my opinion, not the facts. Them boys are spies for the feds. Them final call people, them bow, and them bow ties on the car, they see everything. And you think they ain't telling? See, that's why I, I, I never was a fair kind person. I never was. Never was a fair kind person. Because it was just, my thing of it, just like, just like I ain't like Obama, my thing of it is, if a person talk too slick out their mouth, something wrong with them. See, all that pretty talk, when somebody, see, when somebody come with you and they got pretty talk, what I call pretty talk, they words is all, all nice and everything sound good and they can charm you, something wrong with you. Something wrong with them. They slick stuff. That's that's why most of them are preachers. That's why right now you got you got guys go to jail. You got guys go to jail. They get out of jail, and what they they have a felony, so they can't get a job. So what do they do? They become preachers, or they become Muslims. Muslims get three, four, three, four little gals, pump them up full of babies, get their babies on welfare. And they got to do, all they got to do is do they pray four times a day and wear their white sheets and want to bring somebody to Allah. I, I don't understand that. Charleston right. Charleston right. He right. And like, like, like he say, what, what they, what they did as uh, far as, you know, if they real Muslim, they, they can't speak Arabic. I bet I can speak more Arabic. And, I, I can't speak it, but I can write it. I bet I can write more Arabic than they can. I ain't no Muslim. And then you got them boys in New York calling themselves 5%. Are you right about that? Because I remember when I was up in Delaware, too, like I say, up in Philly, Philly has a, a lot of them old Muslim boys. And I, one, I work with one of them. One of them used to, one of them used to uh, I didn't work with him. But I met him. Matter of fact, I was at uh, Warm Daddy's, a place called Warm Daddy's in Philly. Warm Daddy's is a blues, it's a blues bar, right? And Charles, and see, this is, see, that's why I like Charles, because I know he ain't lying, because some of the stuff I done seen for myself. I was at Warm Daddy's one night, and had this old boy in there, and we got to talking, he was a Muslim. Now, he ain't had that white thing on his head with them white sheets. This was at nighttime. He was just like a normal person. But he started talking to me, and he said he was a 5%. I ain't know, I ain't know nothing about what no 5% was. 5% five, was, was black folks called themselves Muslim, that they have... They have, they, they are 5% of the population, the world population. They're part of 5% of the world's population that has all the knowledge. But like Charles and Say, they don't own no businesses. They can't tell you how to get no money. If you ask them a hard question, they probably can't answer it. But they want to call themselves 5% and they recruit, and they recruit these young boys or these boys that get out of jail. They don't recruit these young boys. The young boys today don't listen to this Muslim stuff. You know, boys on the street. That's why Farrakhan and his folks don't go in the, in the, in the community of Chicago and mess with them young boys. Them young boys will kill them. 
Them young boys don't become Muslim until they go to jail. And they need protection. Then they get out. They, they listen to Farrakhan. But these five percenters, they supposed to be, and they black Hebrews. Man, I ain't never heard no crap like that in my life. Black Hebrew. In New York, a big population of black Hebrew. When did black folk become a black Hebrew? So, when I heard the day my Charles and I, I was like, man, I look, I got to do a little pod talk on this because he is 100% right. Black folks are the most easiest manipulative people you can manipulate. Easy. That's like if you take an African. If an African come over here right now from Africa, he do not associate with the American black. He don't. The black African don't like blacks over here and vice versa. The black African come over here tomorrow and you know what he would do? He'll get an education and he'll get a job and he'll get a career and he'll go to school. He hustle. The black over here, we've been over here all this god doggone time and we can't do nothing. We still waiting on the white man to give us something. It's like Charles say the Muslim come over here and he learn how to fly a plane. You black Muslims been over here, but I don't know how long with Farrakhan. Y'all know how to fly no plane. Like like we say, you know, if you hate the white man so much, forget uh, getting on the plane. You won't even get, you won't even get in the car, strap a bomb on a car, running into nothing. But you want to call yourself a, a, a Muslim? See, for that Farrakhan stuff, you know, and I, I ain't, I ain't like Martin Luther King. Tell y'all true. You know, Martin Luther King wasn't nothing but a tool. That speech in Washington, D.C. that he did, I Have a Dream, that was written by white folks. Martin Luther King, Abernathy, uh, that, old, that, that old black boy who, 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 who just died, that old big-head black boy, I saw him in the airport, he just died. He, I think he was a congressman or something. He was from Atlanta. I can't think of that boy, that, that old man name, he just died. I just see, I, I seen him, as a matter of fact, last time I flew to Michigan, I seen John... John, what's his name? John. John Lewis. Was it John Lewis? I think it was John Lewis. Right? You know, he, I saw him in the, I saw him in the airport. Everybody was all around like he was some super. I looked at that looked at the Negro like he was crazy. John Lewis, Abernathy, Martin Luther King, and some of them other so called black leaders back then. Kennedy, J.F. Kennedy called them to the White House. And told them what he wanted them to do. They wrote that speech for Martin Luther King. I have a dream speech. See, it's like this here. It's like one thing you do. If you got a, if you got someone who's so-called a black leader, right, who everybody's gonna follow, that's what you need to control. You need to control the head. See, the problem, like in the community right now, what happened with happened with gangs were back in the days you had leaders of gangs, and the gangs follow. See what the police, what the feds did. The feds took the leaders of these gangs off the street. So now the youngsters that's coming up, they have no leadership. So they're more violent. They don't have any structure. See, gangs at one time they had structure. So they have no structure now because the leaders has been taken off, taken off the street and put into prison. But at this time you had Martin Luther King and these so-called leaders and J.F. Kennedy them control. They control that march on Washington D.C. And just like Farrakhan, Million Man March, when the black folks left Washington, D.C. and went back to their community, ain't nothing changed. Nothing changed. 
How much money do you think that uh, with Martin Luther King, all that uh, buses and all that stuff going well, how much you think they made on that? And when they get, went back to computer, the community, nothing changed. Malcolm X died broke. He was bringing people, Malcolm X was bringing the people to Elijah Muhammad. He was recruiting people left and right to the Muslims. Elijah Muhammad got jealous of Malcolm because he saw that the people were listening to Malcolm when they was listening to him. Then Malcolm found out about Elijah Muhammad sleeping with all them little gals, all the babies he was making. Now Malcolm X ain't had no money. He was he, he, he was him and his wife and his little daughters. They was living in poverty, but yet he was the one taking all the risk, going and making all these speeches. He was pushing the the Elijah Muhammad agenda, but yet Elijah Muhammad was getting all the rewards. So finally Malcolm opened his doggone eyes. He said, "Man, what am I doing?" After he heard about Elijah Muhammad making all these little babies, he confronted Elijah Muhammad. And when he confronted Elijah Muhammad, it was almost like, I don't know if y'all remember that story in the Bible with Job. When Job questioned God, when God told, told him, who are you to question me? I'm the one put the, 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 the heavens above. I'm the one make the sun rise. You see, Job just asked several gods, he got a simple question. God went off on Job. That's how Elijah Muhammad went off on, 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 uh, on Malcolm. Then Malcolm, Malcolm's eyes was open. That's why he left Elijah Muhammad. That's why he went over to Mecca. And when he went over to Mecca, he seen, he didn't see just black folks. He seen a array of people that were Muslims. And when he came back here, he had a different philosophy. He said, at first, when Malcolm and Martin Luther King ain't get along. Because see, Malcolm ain't like all that non-violence marking the street, let people shoot you with water holes and shooting uh, German Shepherd dogs on you and beating you down and you just not you not fighting back. Malcolm Malcolm wasn't, wasn't with that. When Malcolm came back, he got back with Martin Luther, he got with Martin Luther King and they started putting the plan together. Cause see, I'm gonna tell y'all something. That is just my opinion, not the facts. Now if you read the Bible, the Bible tell you, you see, the Bible tell you when you pray, you go in your closet and play and pray. You don't pray in the open. Now, follow me now. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King got together and they went into their closet and they came up with a plan. Right? When they, when the feds or whoever was watching them, they, you know, because there's always a black person, you know, there's going to be a Judas. Just like, just like you watch that movie, uh, the Black Panthers. There's always a black Judas in there. Somebody going in for trade. He went back and told. Now, I don't know was it Jesse Jackson? Cause see, Jesse Jackson was he was back that time. He was a little young fellow. He was back that time hanging around Martin Luther King. I don't know whether it's Jesse Jackson or one of them. I don't know. Went back and told what Martin Luther King and Malcolm was planning in their closet. See, that's why Malcolm had to go. That's why the Muslims allegedly killed him. Because see, Elijah Muhammad was making a lot of money. And he ain't like Malcolm anyway, because like I say, Malcolm was pulling people. He was becoming more famous and more powerful than Elijah Muhammad. So he had to go. So if the government came to him with an offer, then he was he, he was going to have to get rid of Martin Luther King, I mean Malcolm X. And see, Martin Luther King, he had to go too. 
Because his eyes had got open too. See? Now I'm going to tell y'all how this thing go. I don't know if y'all heard of think tanks. See, everything, see why my daddy told me, he said, why you sleeping boy? That white man over there planning. He up late at night, sitting back in some smoker cigar and cognac with his buddies. And he putting, he putting his game playing down. Why you sleep? Why you shopping? Why you watching basketball? Why you being entertained? You know, it was a thing that I learned as a little boy called a monkey and the organ grinder. You see, the organ grinder, you know, you had a little monkey on the string with the little cup on his head with the little cup. He'd go out there and dance, and he'd bring the money back to the organ grinder. See, the organ grinder, he'd do is just play the music. And the monkey, he'd get out there and dance. And people, oh, look at the cute little monkey. Oh, look at the cute little monkey. And then the, the, the people put the money in a little old monkey cup. And the monkey bring the cup back to the organ grinder. We see you have these think tanks where they get together and they plan all these, these scenarios, right? These think tanks is their closet. See, like Malcolm X and Martin, they went into their closet, they went to their think tank, and they came out with a plan. But see, when the white man goes into his think tank with his buddies and they make a plan, right? They plan don't leak. They don't leak. They come out and they implement. That's why they tell y'all folks about golf courses. If you want to make a deal, you go to the golf, go to golf course. That's why they have these private clubs. These private clubs with these with, with these uh, millionaires and billionaires and these influential people, they get together. We ain't no women allowed. Cause see, women talk. Women talk to other women folks. That's why they all men's club. Because a man can keep a secret because nine times out of ten, he got something on that man. You see what I'm saying? He got something on that man. Like they played the bones and skulls, all that stuff. I don't know about that. That's just what I heard. Not the fact. But see, women talk. So when these all men clubs, these men clubs, in these men clubs, you got uh, prosecuting attorneys, you got lawyers, you got you got judges. All these people sit around, they drink together. They drink together, they smoke cigars together, and they come up with a plan. That's why we, on these big cases, See, these big cases ain't nothing but a dog and pony show for you stupid public folks. You see, the judge, they already know what they're going to do to somebody before they even go to court. I'll give you another example. When I was married, my uh, second wife was my second wife. I don't know what side. I didn't have so many of them. I think it was my, yeah, it was my second wife. My second wife, I worked, I worked, worked, at, worked at this place, this, this uh, I was making a break space who made, uh, who made steel for the steel industry and I was a transportation manager and I don't know how it happened but one of the young guys that was working there his father was a judge and I so happened to be talking about that I was going through a divorce I had my divorce I had my I had a lawyer and uh I had a case coming up his father was a judge on my case I didn't know that my lawyer and his father, and it hit me, and my lawyer and his father was a judge. They knew each other. Now, see, now I didn't know that because I was talking to him, and when he told me his father was a judge, when I went to my lawyer, I said, well, you know, I met this guy, and his, his, his father is a judge, and I gave him the guy the judge name. He said, oh, I know him. We play golf together. I said, huh? 
He's like, yeah, that's my buddy. We have we have lunch together. I think that's my buddy. So what I did was I started telling the white boy about my ex-wife, how dirty she was doing me. You know, I started telling that kind of stuff. Now, see, the white boy and his daddy, that's his daddy. Right? So when he gets home, him and his daddy, you know, they're going to shuck and jive. They're going to talk about things, right? So probably him and his daddy, I'm telling him things, and he was like, oh, man, that's bad. Now he going home, probably talking to his daddy about me. Now my lawyer know I work with his daddy, his daddy's son. So when they get together, having lunch at golf, what you think they talking about? Man, I got, I got this, I got this case coming. I got this case gonna be coming up before you. What I'm, this guy representing, he's getting divorced. Oh, I know him. My son work with him. Now check this out. When we get to court. It didn't last, we get the divorce cut. It didn't last five minutes. I'm not kidding you. I got on the stand. No, no, she got on the stand, and then I got on the stand. It didn't take no more than 10 minutes. The judge, <laughs> it was funny. The judge say, I'm going to grant this divorce. You, me, he, he looked at me, he said, I want you to give her the microwave and the ironing board. <laughs> My wife jumped up. She was mad. See, because I knew she had an attitude problem, right? So I ain't gonna lie to y'all. When I was sitting up, when I was sitting up there on, on uh, when I was telling telling my little bit, you know, I knew certain things I could say would would piss her off. Now I had a lawyer. She 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 thought she was so slick. She came there without a lawyer. She wanted to represent herself. She probably got on the phone and talked to some jail some 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 jailhouse lawyer or some phone lawyer, uh, teller lawyer. Telling her what to do. So she didn't have no lawyer. Now that's one thing that pisses, pisses the judge out when you represent yourself. When you go to court, you find you a lawyer. See, he didn't like that because she came there without a lawyer. So now automatically you telling him you think you smarter than the court system. See, that was the number one mistake. So when I got to say what I got to say, I knew so I, I knew I can say some things that would pull her out of her. She's trying to be so calm and cool. So I said some things and she jumped up. With an attitude. Now she's a black woman. You'll see that. Now here's a black woman representing herself. Oh, she's got an attitude problem. He hit that thing. Say, I grant you the divorce. He say, you give her the microwave and an ironing board. Oh, she jumped up screaming. <laughs> I walked out. Of course, she called me a lie. She called me all kind of names. Because <laughs> she thought she was going to get me. See, she 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 thought she she thought she was gonna get some money. She thought she was gonna get me. But no, no, you you know you ain't getting me. Cause see, I know how this thing work. I understand how this thing work. You see, and like I'm gonna tell y'all, this is how it would happen. This is this is how it happened. These folks go in their closet. They make a plan, just like with this boy George Ford Floyd uh, trucker. I can tell you what's gonna happen. It's already settled behind closed doors. It's settled. Everything is just a dog and pony show for you folks. Give you another example. When I was up there, when I lived up in Delaware, I was a paint facility manager. And I had the rowdiest, I had about 35 guys. They all had over 30 years seniority. You know, these were the roughest, toughest guys in GM. They gave me a lot of money to go from Ford to GM because nobody can handle these boys. Right? The, the all white men. Nobody can handle him, right? 
but they saw the way that I, how I handled the guys at Ford, so they gave me some money to go to Delaware. So when I went there, I knew that I had to tackle the toughest one. So I peeped out the leader who the leader was. First thing I did was I got I got to, I got to be friends, buddy buddies with him, right? When I got to be buddy buddy buddy, <laughs> I got to be buddy buddy with him, right? See, everybody followed him. Nobody gonna make a move without him. They were scared of him, right? But I didn't come in like I'm gonna attack him. I came in like I'm his friend. So I came in buddy buddy with him. So I let him get away with some things. So he thought I was soft. So I was okay, okay. Just set him up. So one night we before we start work, everybody got we got got this big meeting. I got these 30 guys in the cafeteria. I'm giving out assignments. So he jumps and say, we ain't doing that. I said, okay, you ain't doing it, huh? And everybody everybody follow his lead. We ain't doing it. I said, okay. So this was my opportunity. Because, see, I was waiting for him to buck on me. Because, see, he thought that I was soft, that we were so cool that, you know, oh, oh, he's soft. So I'm going to show him. He wanted to show his hand that night that he had more power than me. So I said, okay. All right, are y'all gonna do it, right? Okay, I'll be back. So they all sit in the cafeteria. Now, these guys making twenty some dollars sit in the cafeteria. They ain't doing nothing. They gonna chill that because you know what? This young black guy ain't gonna come in here and tell us we run this. So I went over to the union hall, right? Went over to the union hall. I sat down there. I started talking to the union guys, right? So you know, a union election was coming up too. They they shot they 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 are they 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 shot Stewart. He was there too. And then me and him went to the union hall to talk to his boss, the union president, commissioner, whoever the guy was who was over the plant over the union. So we all sit in the room with just the union, me and the union guys. So you know they they know the game. They know the game. Everybody know the game. So these so they tell me they say, well look at him. What you want to do? I say, well I tell you what I want to do. I want I want to put him out on the street. I said, I want to go back in front of all his people and put him on the street. They was like, man, you want to put him on the street? You know, that's going to be rough, right? I said, yeah, I want to put him on the street. They say, okay, I tell you like this here. See, we got an election coming up. And so we had this election coming up. So we just, so you have to do it in a certain way. So they, the union, told me how to write the guy up to put the guy on the street. Right? And then they say, now when we go back in front of the guys, I'm gonna cuss you out in front of the guys. Now this is the union, this union shop steward, whatever. He told me how to write the guy up. Come on, because he's going on the street. He told me how to write his 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 union guy. I mean his his uh 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 his 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 his, his one 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 of his union people. He told me how to write the guy up. Then he told me he's gonna cuss me out. In front of the guys, because he have to look like he defending his guys, because he's got election coming up. So I say, okay, cool. So we goes back over, and they all sitting there chilling, like, hey, we got this guy. This because I heard him say at one time that you know they had they, had, they got rid of like three or four uh, managers, and I heard him say that they was gonna get rid of me too. So we went back over there. I told, him, hey man, clock out, you out of here. And they all looked at me like, what you doing? You can't put him out. I was like, nah, man, you got to go. 
the union guy jumped up. You can't put him out on the street. What the FF you doing? You did it. He started going off. I'm just sitting there. I said, you got to go, man. You got puncher. You got to go. And everybody looked because ain't nobody would put this guy out before because everybody was scared of it. So me and him, the guy who I put out, we went up to my office, right? The union guy, the union guy came came up there with us, right? And the union, my guy who I was going to put out, he started going off on me. And I jumped up. And excuse my language, what I'm about to say right now. I said, man, I whoop your motherfucking ass. I said, who the fuck you think you is? I said, we can go outside this gate right now, and I'll beat your motherfucking ass. You may scare these motherfuckers, but you ain't scaring me. And the union guy looked at me, his eyes popped over. He was like, Oh, what? I was like, nah, man, you're talking to me like that. I'm a grown man. I start going off on him. I told him, I, I swear to who I all I believe. I told him, I'll whoop your motherfucking ass. We can go outside this gate right, right now. And he looked at me. He turned around. He left. Punched out. And went outside the gate. I went back downstairs. Told the guys, gave the guys the assignment. They all went to work. After that time, we had no more problems. <laughs> we had no more problems. But the point I'm trying to make is decisions are already made before you hear the decision. It's already made. It's already made. But back to what I'm saying is with Martin Luther King and if and Malcolm X, when they made they plan, they plan leaked. And when they plan leaked, they plan, that leak plan got them both killed. Now Farrakhan picked up the torch after. Malcolm X, he fell right in line with the program, the same program that Elijah Muhammad was following with, per se, the government. Allegedly, not the facts. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just giving you my surmise. He fell right in back into that plan. So that's why the Muslims can get money. They can do what they do. But you would never see Farrakhan lead any demonstration support black people you would never see the Muslim the, the Farrakhan people going to the community to stop black on black crime you would see Al Sharpton fly in the town make a speech get his money and fly out Jesse Jackson is, is he, he isn't even relevant anymore Black Lives Matter with only protests if it's a white person shooting a black, they would not protest if it's a black cop shooting a white person. They won't protest. Black Lives Get Matter, Black Lives Matter gets more money by keeping this division going. And I say about black folks all the time, black folks are useful idiots. It's like, I'll, I'll be looking at YouTube sometime, you know, doing my little research. I'll be looking at YouTube. And I and today you have a lot of black celebrities now getting brought up on charges for things. And they're getting brought up on charges things because you have all these black podcasts now and YouTubers now with their own show. And they're digging up dirt on black, black folks and Put it presented on their show, and the fans are watching their shows. That's why police officer ain't gotta be in shape no more. 
They don't have to be slim and trim with muscles. They just sit there and eat donuts and watch, and watch YouTube and, and, and look at black folk telling on each other. It's just amazing to me. I watch, I'm a, I watch, why are you telling on, that's all black folks do. And you got this one gal, Tasha Kay, she the one who got R. Kelly locked up. I'm not saying what R. Kelly was doing was right. But she the one got locked. She had her own investigation to lock that black man up. They told each other. They just sit there. If I was a fizz, I'd just sit there looking at look at YouTube and build my case. They tell they, they, they told each other. You got this one rapper boy. He the fizz just got him. He ain't been home uh two years. He goes on that boy Nick Cannon podcast and start running his mouth about he's still gang and all this kind of stuff. Like to run his mouth trying to be bad. <laughs> the feds got him locked up now. And they brought up what was brought up on YouTube as part of his trying to lock him up. I'm like, how the stupid black people are. Black people would follow anybody with good call. Now, not all black. Black people in this country. The Young black people in this country, not the old ones like me. If you talk to old black folks like myself and older, we don't understand what's going on with these young black folks today. We don't we don't understand it. They too materialistic. They all want want the fame and they all want the money and they don't want to work for it. Now we can go back and we can talk about what Nixon did and the drug war on drugs and the penalties. But you know this stuff, but the jailhouses are still being built and filled with black folks. Not because the slave catcher, the white man go out there and just arrest or arrest them for nothing. They doing stupid stuff to get their own self arrested. So you can't blame the white man. You can't blame the white man. You can't blame the white man from if, if an African come over here, you know, he can get an education and get a job and get a business because he working his tail off hard. The Asian come over here can't speak English. And I know black folks always talk, black folks always talking about, well, when these folks come over here, right, the government gives them loans and gives them money to start. Okay, that may be true to a certain extent. But you've been over here for how many years? Generation, generation, generation after generation. And all this generation, y'all couldn't put no money together to start a business? Now, you did have Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, that the white folks tore up. Thousands and thousands of blacks were killed. Heard this one boy say only 100 people were killed. That's a lie. Thousands of black people and businesses were destroyed. And you had an incident like that down here in Florida. But that still shouldn't discourage you. From stop trying. You got to go in your closet. See the one. When we're not talking about this going in this closet thing is. Black folks are too loud. Nah. Black. I don't want to give everything away. But black folks are too loud. See something happen is you want to ride. You want to. You want to get on TV. And tell somebody what they want to do is. Let me tell you something. You want to make a difference. You keep your mouth shut. You get together. With your group or whatever, just like they do, instead of watching Michael Jordan or, 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 or LeBron James dribble, dribble a ball up and down a coat, or watching some Carly B rapper 
with that old dirty, stanky music, watch it be entertained, cut all that crap out, and get together, come together as a group, and make you a plan on how you're going to change your community. Get together in your lunch groups and plan how you're going to change your community. I'm going to tell you something. Like, and I know this is probably a little long talk here, but I guess I got a little lot about to say here. Um, weekend, weekend four last, me and two of my cigar buddies, we, we, we went down to this place called Sanford. Had a good time down there. We just spent on, on the night down there. But that morning, we went to this restaurant. You know, had great breakfast. But while we were staying there to pay, it was a group of young folks came in. Right now, I'm watching this, right? Because one of the little white gals, she was pretty fine. But <laughs> I'm watching this little young group come in, right? Probably about, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going to surmise, probably about 10 or 12 of them. They goes, they had called early and got a room for breakfast. And they all had their little tablets in their hand. And they went back to that private room, went in that private room, and they sit down there and they had breakfast and they had a meeting. Because I went, I made an excuse. As a matter of fact, I know my buddies was wondering what took me so long to, to come out the bathroom. Because see, what I did was I said, well, I got to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom. I wanted to see what they was doing. See, that's why I took me a little, I'm sorry, my, my buddies here, this, that would, I was being nosy. I went back to the bathroom. And I kind of stopped there and was seeing what they were doing. They was having a meeting. See, they was in their closet. You follow me what I'm saying? They was in their closet. They had their group. They had their papers. They was getting their plan together. They met for breakfast to get their plan together. So after they got their plan together, when they come out that roof for breakfast, now it's time to implement it. See, they didn't have no bullhorn. Saying what they was going to do. They wasn't running up the street tearing up, tearing up good businesses because, you know, no justice, no peace. They was putting a plan together to come out and implement it. See, black folks are so loud. We want to tell somebody what we're going to do. It's like, it's like, you know, when I was a young fellow, you know, I got another thing I point I'm going to make. When I was a young fellow, you always had these boys that always talk loud. Now, I wasn't no fighter. I don't like to fight. I'm scared of people. I don't like to fight. I don't want to go to jail. I'm scared. I don't want to fight. I don't want to break a crime. I don't, do, I don't even want to get a speeding ticket. Yet these black boys always want the loud mouth. Right? My daddy always say, see, that want the loud mouth right there, no matter how big he is. See, with that loud mouth, he's going to tell you what he's going to do. And you just listen to him and listen to him tell you what he's going to do. So if you ever got to run into him, you run into him hard because he already told you what he gonna do. So you know what he gonna do, and he gonna try to do what he and he gonna try to do what he tell you that he gonna do to you. So here you is with your loud mouth. You already told me what you gonna do. So now I'm prepared for if I gotta do battle with you, I'm prepared because I know what you gonna do because you gonna try to do what you say you gonna do because you wanna impress all these other people. So I ain't scared of you. I'm scared of that person over there that ain't saying nothing. See that person there, they done went to their closet. They listening and seeing all this thing. They, they got a plan. That's what. That's what I'm scared. Of. I'm scared of that person who ain't saying nothing. And now with these white folks, when they go in their closet, they make a plan. That's why I'm scared of them. Cause they got their plan together. Not you, loud mouth Negroes running down the street trying to protest and plan. But now not playing. Just pro ain't got no plan. Just protesting. Like Farrakhan did with that billion man Martin, all that stuff. He ain't had no plan. He just got all a bunch of niggas together, 
rose together and got their money and made money for the, all these white businesses and went back to this community and kept all the money. And he went back to the community talking about where the programs that Farrakhan was going to issue to the community. It wasn't no plan. Because when he put that million man march together from nobody around the country, representatives was there. Wasn't no representative from California there. Wasn't a representative from the community from, from Louisiana was there. It was his plan that he went to his closet with his people had put together. It didn't benefit the community. So we thought the white man gave me anything. Your black people ain't giving you nothing. Look at the money that these, these churches making. There's 55 black churches every block. You go right here in my little town where I'm at. You go over there off Martin Luther King Drive. You know where that was, black folks at. <laughs> Martin Luther King Drive. I wrote, when I first came here, I wrote that area where the black folks at. And I'm not kidding you. It was a church on literally every corner. Sometimes a church right across from a church. Church is like a building. Church is like a house. And it's a bad community. And this is around, this is all around this country in the black community. Churches, black churches everywhere. And the neighborhood is bad. Because the churches take all the money in and don't spend nothing out. The churches don't even get together and go off in the community and protest. When black on black crime, you shouldn't, you don't need the government. You need the white man to come in to, to march and protest your area. The churches are dead. The black on black crime, the churches are supposed to go out into the community and talk to these young boys on the corner that's doing, take responsibility for your own self. Black people don't do that. Not these blacks today. They don't do that. They don't take responsibility for themselves. It's always the white man's fault. Been in, our, been in what, 400, 200 some years we've been in America and it's still the white man's fault. Still want to talk about slavery. Man, I wasn't no slave. I don't know what no slavery was. I don't know what sharecropping is because some of my, my folks in Louisiana were sharecroppers. But you know what? They lived good. They lived high. As we say, they lived high on the hog. They were sharecroppers, but they had food. They had clean clothes. They had land. So I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't understand. Like when I went to Michigan, like what Charles said about northern blacks when I went to Michigan, I ain't talked about me because I was from the south because of the way I talk. So high and mighty Negroes. They do nothing for the for the for the black folks in the South, like he was saying. When Harry Tubman and all of them, when they when when they when they when Negroes got migrated to the north, them Negroes, them Negroes ain't trying to come back to the South to free nobody. They got out. They ain't trying to come back to help nobody. And I experienced more racism in the North than I did the South. I love the South. I love Louisiana. You knew where man stood. That white man ain't play with you. He knew, he, he, he let you have your thing and he had his thing. In our black community, in, in, in Louisiana, they were segregated. They had this side, we had our side. You know what we had on our side? We had black businesses on our side. We had a black gas station. We had black run bank. We had black run stores. We had my, uh, my, my ain't how to make you work at the laundromat. Black owned, there were no Chinese in that laundromat. It was a black owned laundromat. Every business on the black side, the park was beautiful, it was clean, we had softball games every weekend. We had, we had, we had, we had a, whole, a whole swimming pool, city, city pool, we had a whole city pool on our side of town. We had, we had one Peabody High School, Peabody High School, Jones Street, Silver City, uh, and Peabody Elementary where I went to, and then, and, and, and then you had 
had a school in the, in the oil mill quarters. They also had a Cayenne village. That's where the high mind Negroes live in Cayenne village. Down there. But on Blackside Town, everything was black owned. Go back down there now. If there's a store that is owned by Arab or Jew. Not, not, not be owned by Arab, Arab or Korean. See, when they desegregated, then these other ethnic groups went into the black community and started buying the businesses. So now the black folks run through, run. When they want something, they got to go to an Arab store and buy some stale food. Because you know they say they ain't nothing. They stole fresh. You know, they, 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 the, the, the potato chips is outdated. The shelf life is gone off of it. I'm telling y'all the truth. I'm telling y'all what I seen with my own eyes. When I went back to the place where I grew up in Louisiana, I wanted to cry. Them Negroes run around there trying to sell dope pants, sagging, acting like a fool, and they don't own none of the business that I seen as a little boy that was black owned. Because them Negroes, they want to be like their parents. No, man, my parents, that little park, that little store on 12th Street. Uh, Bonton, Bonton on that store on 12th Street. Right? He had two kids. He was planning on leaving that store to his kids. You know what his kids did? They left, they left, they left and went down that old filthy city down in New Orleans. I hate New Orleans. Filthy. Went down that old filthy city down in New Orleans. They didn't want that business. They didn't want that store that their family had built. And I remember when the parents got sick, they didn't even want to open up the store. Because I used to get my penny cookies. I used to get my penny cookies from that store. They didn't even want to open that store up. I used to have to walk way on the other side of town to, to get my penny cookies. Right at 25 cents, I get 25 cookies. I had to go walk on the other side of town to get my 20, my, my, my 25 cookies because they wouldn't open up the store on, on, on 12th Street because I live on 13th Street. 12th Street was a bone tone store. They wouldn't, even, they wouldn't even open it up. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not bone tone. Pepper tone. Pepper tone store. They wouldn't even open pepper tone store up because the kids didn't want the family business. I don't want that business. White folks leave businesses to their kids. That's called generation wealth. <laughs> look, look, okay, I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop. Look, I know this little part talking a little too hard. I'm gonna stop right now. But look here, man, y'all ever get a chance? Go online to your CI hosts, uh, bid, cigar bid, one of them like that, and see if y'all can find this master blend number three or any master blend. I prefer now, I like these box presses. The box presses are good. This is a pretty good stick here. Now, this stick here is a stick that I can come home from working out there on my front porch out there, and I can enjoy this here stick. Really good stick. And like I always tell you, if you can't, always go to your local cigar spot first. If you can't find your local cigar spot, then you go online to your see how it holds a beat up and buy online for your humidor. But always shop local first. Keep your local businesses going. Now, like I tell you all the time in life, y'all take care of everybody out there. More importantly, y'all take care of yourself first. All right now. Hey there, Kenfo. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here I'll be giving, then want y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro cigar. You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I'll be giving. So now that I'm done harassing y'all like a seagull at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right, now.